Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or or go to betmgm.com and enter code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Previously on Rabbit and Red Radio. Dad, could we each have a dollar? Yeah, I guess so. Be sure I bring a change back. What movie are you boys going to? Two good ones, Mrs. Cleaver. Massacre at Blood River and Voodoo Curse. <laughs> Massacre at Blood River and Voodoo Curse? Oh, I don't think so. Isn't there something better you boys can see? I noticed in the paper that Pinocchio's playing at the Valencia. Now, you haven't seen that, and that's a wonderful picture for children. Voodoo Curse is a wonderful picture for children, too. Gee, Mom, everybody's seen it but us. We don't want to be a bunch of creeps. It was shot in Haiti, Mrs. Cleaver. It's real educational. <laughs> yes, I'm sure of that, Eddie. Wally, I'm sorry, but I want you to promise me that you won't take the beaver to see Voodoo Curse. Well, all right, I promise. I'll see that he doesn't, Mrs. Cleaver. Yes, well, thank you, Eddie. Hey, you guys, don't forget my change. Yeah, okay. You know something? What? You're a real mean mother. <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, seriously, I don't see anything so wrong with the boys saying voodoo curse. Ward, you know how impressionable a beaver is. Why, he went to see that jungle picture and he got us up at 3 o'clock in the morning and said there was a lion in his closet. Yeah, but you got up to check and there wasn't any lion. <laughs> June, I saw hundreds of horror pictures when I was a kid. I read Dracula four times. I even had my own subscription to Weird Tales magazine. Well, I don't think children as young as a beaver should be exposed to pictures that frighten them. Now, it may be all right, but on the other hand, it might leave permanent scars. And now... Except kids playing pranks, trick-or-treating, parking, getting high. 
I have the feeling that you're way off on this. You have the wrong feeling. Well, you're not doing very much to prove me wrong. What more do you need? Well, it's going to take more than fancy talk to keep me up all night crawling around these bushes. I, I, I watched him for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this night in humanly patient, waiting for some secret, silent alarm to trigger him off. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it or you can help me to stop it. Matt, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, could you actually tell us just a little bit about your drive-in? All right. Well, our drive-in, it was built in 1948. It opened the following year in 49. It's been in continuous run ever since, although it's changed owners a bunch of times. Uh, when we took it over back in 2014, um, it had kind of fallen into dire straits. There was no one really going to it. It was in a little bit of disrepair, uh, you know, but what was, what was cool about the property was it's mostly in original condition, meaning that a lot of the stuff here is vintage and original to the theater, including our twin simplex projectors. Uh, oh, and wow. so what that affords us the ability to do is to start showing old 35 millimeter prints, because since we have a reel-to-reel system that we restored, we're able to play archival prints. We're in the Library of Congress. We can have access to all kinds of stuff that other theaters just can't play anymore. So it allows us to put on some really stellar programming at a, at a really cool place. So not only are you running a theater that is vintage and has been running since the 40s, but mm-hmm. you're able to show 35 millimeters at this drive-in as well. Yes. That yes. is fucking in fact, amazing. We're pretty much 35 millimeter exclusive, barring very few exceptions. Uh, one of which, of course, being VHS Fest. So even when we break the mold and go digital, we go digital in a very analog way. So, <laughs> so it's one of those things that, you know, we're, we're retro to the extreme. And this is, when you come here, you are stepping into a time capsule and you're, you're basically entering nostalgia incarnate. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. So just being curious, what actually drew you to... Uh purchasing this um well we took it over in in 48 um it was one of those things that we all just kind of fell in together jeff who's the business owner he took it over uh like four months before virgil and i showed up 
And when we met him, it just kind of clicked. And the following year, we just officially partnered up and, and went right into it. So, you know, the management as it, as it, as it existed now has been around for going on four years. Nice. Um, what, what drove us to do it is we all love film. We all love film and we, and we love history. You know, Jess comes at it at a very historic and preservation aspect. I come at it as like, you know, save something that's an icon and save something that's a piece of history. And then Virgil just loves movies. So it all kind of <laughs> comes together as this sort of, this this power team really that puts this together. But, you know, I, I, I couldn't say that without thanking our volunteers who really make the wheels turn on this whole thing. Yes. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> you guys primarily host special events on the weekends, correct? That's correct. We we run typically Friday and Saturday. If it's a holiday weekend, we sometimes run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So just being curious, what are some of your favorite theme weekends? Because I, I think that's something that, that we haven't really touched upon, but each weekend kind of has its own theme to it, and that's something that I, I has really caught my attention and really drawn my appreciation for this. So, Yeah, so, I mean, every weekend is awesome. Um, we had a, a couple really cool ones last season that we're actually bringing back. Uh, the one is VHS Fest, which was which is something that I kind of stirred up initially when we when we got the digital capacity that we built you know we we wanted to really take a pretty cool angle on it and we were kind of you know screening vhs tapes after hours for fun just for ourselves but we we took to the extreme with that which is really cool it was really successful we had like a cool flea market on the lot we're doing it all again this season it's going to be really exciting that's a fun one another really cool one kind of a spinoff of that we did a video game weekend last season where we had a screening of the wizard on 35 millimeter followed by a live Mario Kart tournament on the big screen. Oh, that is so amazing. It was that people could sign up and join. So it was one of those things where like the, the audience became participants in this tournament following a movie about a tournament. So it was just really <laughs> cool to kind of tie all that together. And, and, you know, every weekend is, is, is a blast. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a nonstop party here. <laughs> Well, I, I think first and foremost, we, we should actually mention that you, you are located here in Pennsylvania, as are we, and uh, the winter was kind of rough, and I know you guys got hit pretty hard with that, and the marquee was actually damaged. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of curious, where's the campaign with that to get that restored right now? Okay, the campaign is doing well. It, it, it afforded us the ability to get the project started, and and we're we're trying to get the arrow up by opening weekend that's our goal and and it's a week away so we're really kind of pushing our guys to get it done and 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 they're 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 doing a great job they're really uh they're really pulling through for us and and doing it right you know it's it's a it's a it's a true repair you know we're not modifying the sign in any way we're not altering it in any way it's literally just fixing it and making it look beautiful and uh with the campaign that has been you know that that has helped us tremendously you know that's almost half the cost of this thing has been covered by donations so far we would love to get more covered just because you know there's a lot of other expense opening up we're really not starting with anything this season which we're no stranger to but it's <laughs> one of those things that we're appreciative of the love that we've been getting over this and it's one of those things where it's so humbling to see so many people reach out to you and care about what you do 
Well, if you could, actually, uh, what is the information so our listeners, if they would like, can actually go and contribute as well? Um, so the campaign is Save the Mahoning Marquee. It's on Kickstarter, not Kickstarter, GoFundMe. <laughs> it's on GoFundMe. And uh, yeah, you can, you can find information about it on our Facebook page. So if you search the Mahoning Drive-In Theater on our Facebook, you'll, you'll, you'll get information on that there. But also, if you just search for Save the Mahoning Marquee, it is a campaign on GoFundMe. All right. And uh, I hope everyone actually gets the chance to at least check it out. Um, the the drive-in looks absolutely amazing. I am desperately waiting for the chance that I get to attend. Uh, I'm actually on the other side of the state and waiting for the opportune moment where I can convince my fiance that it is a good idea to spend our weekend driving across to go to one of the uh, the special event ones. <laughs> one of the big ones that people travel for is, uh, is uh, Zombie Fest. We have the, 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 the next edition of Zombie Fest coming up, so that's a three-night event. And uh, Camp Blood's a big one, too. Those two events are, are always big calendar. They're, they're, they're sponsored by Exhumed Films. Exhumed Films uh, curates those shows. Um, and th- that's always a huge draw, and that's always a, a big event, and big multi-day kind of festival mentality if you wanted to get the real big, crazy drive-in experience. That's, that's one to look out for. Well, those both sound amazing, but I, I have to admit... Uh... I follow you guys on social media and uh, your John Carpenter weekend. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite director. So, yeah, that that's definitely got yeah, my we attention. Had a, we had an event uh, a few years back featuring his films, and we're we're bringing that back. That was a popular demand show. That's one of those shows people really wanted to see return, and we brought it back. So, just kind of being curious, uh, what is your favorite movie to watch at a drive-in? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, that, that's hard. That's hard to say. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain here to think I really, it's hard cause I don't, I don't watch a lot of the movies that we play cause I'm always busy. <laughs> I'm right. always doing stuff. So I always end up watching the weird stuff after hours on my own. <laughs> and so a lot of my driving memories are, are these bizarre after party memories after the show. <laughs> so, I mean, I would say I think that the 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 best thing the best event for me was was VHS Fest last season because I was the projectionist on that I kind of I kind of was the tape jockey for that show so I actually got to watch a lot of those movies and they were just a lot of like video violence video violence too you know we played Faces of Death it was real like you know <laughs> tape garbage but beautiful <laughs> and it's one of those things that 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 really stood out. Uh, hearing the audience like laugh and participate and, and hearing everybody like, you know, react to the movie. That was kind of a surreal experience putting that show on. So I think for me personally, that was a big win for us. Well, I, I know for myself, uh, I, I have a big chunk of nostalgia for VHS. I've actually started collecting VHS again. And, uh, so that's actually what first caught my attention about you guys was a VHS fest. Cool. Um, but I have to say for myself, uh, just for watching a film in the drive-in, it's a toss-up between uh, Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just because they just feel yes. so right watching them at that format. Yeah, definitely. So, and, that, that, and, and we're aware of that, too. And a lot of times when we're programming our shows, we, we, we think about that as well. You know, What do people want to see? here at a drive-in what what movies will play to that sort of 
outdoor environment. So it's one of those things where, you know, we, and we go niche, you know, like last season we, we went, we went real back. We, we played a couple real vintage forties gangster movies. So we go all over the place. We make it a point to play something for everybody. Oh, and that's the thing that I absolutely love because one weekend it'll be back to the future and the next weekend, you know, it, it's straight up horror films. And that's something that really catches my attention. Yeah, we were, every weekend we want to try something new and every weekend we want to push the boundary a little more, you know, try something else. Try something a little more kind of out there. And so this season we're, we're, we're throwing all kinds of cool things at the wall. So hopefully a lot of these will stick and we can bring them back next season. Oh, well, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to the chance of making it out there. And uh, it is my goal to make it out there this year. Um, I will have to uh, actually drop you a line and let you know when I'm going to be there. <laughs> Definitely. And stop, you know, when, when you get here, just ask for me. I'll come hang out. Nice, nice. So, once again, uh, let's just give everyone your information so they can get the chance to check this place out. Because from everything I've seen, everything I, I hear... Um, I've checked out a lot of events in this area, in this state. I've checked out a lot mm -hmm. of the drive-ins. Yours sounds like one of the best. So, We are, I will say this without a doubt in my mind, we are the coolest drive-in in the world. Hands down. <laughs> so yeah, definitely come check us out. We are the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. You can find us on Facebook. We have a website. And we have a campaign to save our classic vintage marquee, which is Save the Mahoning Marquee on GoFundMe. Those are all great places you can visit and great ways you can support us. And, of course... I'll see you at the drive-in. Doms and subs, masters, mistresses and slaves, owners and pets, daddies, mommies and littles, primals and prey, switches, heathens, kinksters and deviants, welcome to Legion After Dark. Legion After Dark is a movie review podcast with a kinky twist. I'm your host, Lady M, and every episode I'll be reviewing a movie with a BDSM or kink theme. I'll also be talking about books, sex toys, bondage equipment, all the fun things that make life grand. I'll be featuring a different kink each episode, and I'll even give you a song to sing to. So join us on Legion After Dark, coming soon to Legion Podcast Network. You just heard an interview with uh, the gentleman at Mahoning Drive-In. Is it Mahoning or Mahoning or Mahoney? What? I I don't know. I've... Mahoning. Mahoning. Ma Mahoning? Anyway, Mahoning. the drive-in is absolutely amazing. Fucking, did you give to fix their whatever, the marquee shit? Did you give to fix that? Yeah, I did, actually. How much did you give? Not not, not a lot. Um, $15? Oh no! I gave more than that. I gave him twenty five, but you know. Oh, uh, oh I thought you were gonna say at least. I'm not made of money here, man. I, I, Sir, the charger, the charger just got hit, and I got to dump five hundred dollars into getting that. How did, the, how did the charger get hit? What did you do to it? Oh, I parked it at a busy movie theater, you and somebody hit it when you I was at. Dumbass! The... Did they leave a note? No. 
So you didn't. So you didn't like no go pit around, runs. It just you, no. You didn't go around to each car and be like, "You hit the charger. I'm gonna no. hit you, bitch." <laughs> I would have liked to been able to do that, but no. See, this is why we need. He- All right, here's what I'm gonna do. I am going to start a GoFundMe campaign, and the GoFundMe campaign will buy roads cameras for the car. <laughs> yes. And what's anyway. gonna happen is it's gonna have pre-recorded messages on it. So, as soon as somebody comes by the car, step away from the car, bitch. That's what you'll hear. Past Mike's silliness, make sure and check out the drive-in if you are in the Pennsylvania area. It is absolutely amazing. Oh, so it is in Pennsylvania. Fuck, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Uh, coming up, they have uh, Bill Murray Madness, which you can't go wrong with when anything that? like that. When is it? Uh, that is uh, over. Shit. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> How dare you? Did they have, were they playing Ghostbusters during that? Uh, <gasps> Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Slimer. Oh my god, I just touched the phone. But Slimer... And are they at 35mm? Uh, yes, <gasps> if you remember the interview. 35 <laughs> You missed it. And then, <laughs> upcoming is Zombie Fest 4, god. John Carpenter Weekend Volume 2, Halloween? which... Uh, yep. Prince of Darkness, <gasps> Halloween, Christine in the Mouth of Madness, Vampires, and Dark Star. Presence in the car, yes! So yeah, make sure and check them out. Uh, I will be attending there, as I said in the interview, whenever I can. So, yeah, Go to moving on. Weekend. That's what I'm really looking forward to. He's my favorite fucking director, so. You'll be able to see Tom. Oh, no one gives a a shit about that. You lucky son of a bitch. You better cry. Anyway, moving on to to other things. We are back after a little hiatus. Yes. It wouldn't have been a hiatus, but I didn't get to put out the history episode that I wanted to put out. Because our horror bid days, the the episodes from our horror bid era, era, have been... um, since Harbit changed the horror domain, we lost a lot of that content. And um, I wanted to include an interview that we did from 2011 with Rick Rosenthal as he was driving to Sundance. <laughs> uh, we talked about everything from Halloween 2, Halloween Resurrection, his work as a director on Life Goes On. What was it like working with Corky? Well, now we'll yeah. never know because... The interview has been lost unless I can find it again. So, and you. I'm hoping I do because it was kind of brilliant. Um, what do you call it? But yeah, so that's why we didn't get a history episode, and I didn't want to just kind of throw something together that I hadn't already planned, especially for something that was like that's like a history thing. So that's why we didn't get one. Uh, and then I was on vacation up in Syracuse at the Salt City Horror Fest. Yeah, and, you know, I and, wasn't going to push any harder to put out a history episode or whatever, because, honestly, Death Wish Week kind of burned me out. I love Bronson, but I needed a break. Understandable. I mean, that's six episodes in a row. That's, that's, that, that, that tiring. Which, uh, the, the Salt City Horror Fest was... Deeply entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Jeff did an excellent job. Did you meet him in person? Yeah, yeah. I spoke to Jeff a couple times. 
did did he punch you in the face or did he realize who you were yeah he knew exactly who i was he he thanked us for doing the show but no reason to relay that to you ah well um yeah um <laughs> yeah um yeah but it was it was a great back, event yeah you were going back and forth on facebook quite a bit and he was asking your opinion on certain things and you were like a little survey taker for that. That was brilliant. Yeah, um, I'm going to actually message him. I got an idea of a couple films for the next... Uh... What? Yo, I got an idea. Here's what we'll do. How about this? And I'll, I'll come with you for this. I will definitely come with you for this. How about instead of Salt City Horror Fest, do Rabbit and Red Radio Horror Fest. Yeah, no. Yes, Rabbit and Red Radio Horror Fest. And we can pick... Dude... We've been around for eight years. We have clout. We're not playing any... No, my suggestions were going to be Monster Squad, because who doesn't love Monster Squad? It's a nice way to kickstart a, a fest like that. Nice family affair kind of deal. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. Fucking right. Uh, and I was thinking uh, Madman would make a nice addition. And it, I think it would be very nice to, to see if uh, Mr. Paul Ellers could make his way out there. And, yo, you know, it would be perfect if you sat in and you guys had, like, a conversation Q&A and you moderated it. I, I would absolutely love to. Um, huge fan of Paul's. Uh, I've loved every chance I got to speak to the man. Um, haven't in a couple years now, but yeah, uh, did, a, did a great interview with him uh, for a previous show and uh, actually talked to him a couple times on the phone afterwards. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did, didn't you? Don't yeah. you still have his number? I probably do. We should call him up. I still have a few of his uh, voicemails that he left me too. I refuse to delete them. Really? We should play them. I still have. <laughs> I still have. You want to talk about that? I still have a voicemail that Crispin Glover left me on New Year's Day of um, 2011. Or it was either 2011 or 2012 when we had him on Rabbit and Red. And he called my cell phone wow. to uh, talk about a time change for an interview. And I have not deleted that e that voicemail. Very nice. Maybe one day I'll play it if I can figure out how to pull it off my phone. <laughs> and I, uh, I still have Nick Castle's phone number because I'm holding that hostage in well, case the new it. Halloween sucks. Well, that's because IMDB Pro has his direct contact. Yeah, and I'm going to put it everywhere yeah, see, on social media yeah, if it sucks. But, but here's the thing with that. He only does I'm joking, a cameo people. in the film. So I'm joking, people. You can't really blame him. If Myers sucks, you have to blame James Jude Courtney. <laughs> but I don't think Myers is going to suck. And honestly, it's it's really hard to screw up Myers. From 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 what I've read, I I really think that they're doing that. They're doing Loomis justice. From what I read, I can tell you um, at least you know about that trailer that they released at the Cinema Con or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, um, are you going to spread more fake news, non-news bullshit? No, there's a, there's the trailer at Cinema Con that they showed. Where they have the whole breakdown. I won't get into it here because I know people are fucking trailer phobic and they don't want to be spoiled and all that shit. Okay, whatever, great. But I, I kind of hope 
that they are pulling like an Infinity War thing and showing. Is that what the footage. fuck you're sending me? Halloween Infinity with the Halloween and the Infinity symbol. Shh, listen, God you, you, you're, damn you're getting you. sidetracked here. Well, it's your fault. No, you're doing it. No, what I'm saying is, face. I'm kind of hoping that the trailers that they're showing oh, are misleading. So you're telling me the Infinity War trailer is totally not what the movie is? Uh, not 100%, but it does mislead you. So it has deleted scenes, is what you're saying? I think they purposely either filmed or used stuff that was not intended for the film. Because the, the Russos have actually come out and said that they have purposely done that to manipulate fan expectations. How do you manipulate fan expectations? Well, because the average trailer gives away so much. And what they wanted to do was avoid spoilers the best they could. So they tried planting a bunch of stuff in the trailer Mm -hmm. that would mislead you. There, There are characters in the trailer that are not in the film. Oh, I see. Or are not in the film very long. Let me put it that way. Because they die. Mm, no. Does Tony does Tony Stark get sucked out of the Iron Man suit and he like gets sucked out into space and oblivion? No. no? God damn it. No, you'll you'll you're gonna have to wait until December who when pl- who plays when... let's see. Who Chris Pratt plays um um what's the name of that thing? Captain America, Star-Lord? right? Oh no, Chris no, Pratt plays no. Dark Ward. I mean wait I, Chris Pla- wow. Chris Pratt plays Dark Lord. He's no. oh, he's Guardians Star of the Galaxy. Lord. Star Lord, that's right. He's Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right, right. So, okay, but wait, this is Marvel Phase Three, right? Yep. Okay, I think there's six films per phase. Am I correct? Uh no, it varies. God damn it! I'm just trying to figure out how many because I wanted to buy just. I mean, I know I have some of the like Marvel Cinematic Universe films films on Blu-ray. I know that I do. And I was looking through to buy the different phase box sets. You know how much those fuckers are? Oh, absolutely. I have both phase one and phase two box set. Yeah, and how much are those fuckers? They're expensive. Oh, well, that depends. Are you looking at just, like, the films? Or are you looking at the collector's I don't want the collector's cases. editions. I just oh, want that's the what I have. movies. I don't give a fuck about that. Well, why don't you just start getting the 4K releases? Because they're going back and releasing all of them in 4K. No, they are not. Yes, they are. When? What do you mean, when? By December? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to look. I'm just saying they're coming out in 4K now. Yeah, now they are. Yeah. What is Thor Ragnarok? That's the latest Thor film. Yeah, I know that, but what phase is that in? Three. Okay, because I have that on 4K. Yeah. I'm just saying pick them all up on 4K. Yeah, but... They're not going to be out in all in 4K by the time we do the thing. Maybe. I highly doubt it. Anyway. Disney drags the fucking feet. Anyway, oh! moving past that. Uh, I did watch Infinity War in yes, IMAX did. 3D. Did you see that one twice too? Maybe three times? Maybe uh, not Infinity yet. times? I, I would actually like to. I had planned on seeing it today, but... uh we had an interview scheduled, and I just recently got a puppy, so I had responsibilities. So I did Why not get to watch take, Infinity okay, War here's again. What you do, you get a fucking muzzle, 
and you put it on the pup, and then you take the pup to the movie with you. And Should I just put on down. sunglasses and say it's my seeing eye dog? Exactly. Say, yeah, no, you don't say seeing eye dog. Here's what you do. You say that it's your service dog. And my therapy dog. Yeah, your therapy dog. That's it. Because, there you go. Because you work, you work in a very stressful state job. So you need a therapy <laughs> dog that, you know, is able to um, be there and comfort and relax you. Because you don't like being around people because you think all people are crazy. <laughs> so so the pup is your buffer between you and the outside world. That's the thing. Anyway, uh and you're like if, fuck you. It, it's funny, it's a good idea. I wish I could actually do it. Do um it. if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, I highly suggest you do. It uh, is an I, amazing experience. I have to watch the other 17 or so films first. You could really kind of go in without. Um, I don't suggest it. It would be harder to follow. Mm-hmm. But if you're only kind of like a casual fan and mildly interested, right. I really suggest you see it. Here's this is my, here's my question. such a great film. Since this is Avengers 3, so to speak, correct? So to speak. So is it possible to avoid every other film in the MCU and no. just watch Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron and still know what the fuck you're getting. Not really, no. So I'm not going to know who, Mc, who Chadwick Boseman is. I mean, you'll, I you'll have seen the film. trailers, but... I still don't know who he is. He's just some guy named Chadwick Boseman. Or Chadwick Bodwin. Bob, whatever, Boswell, whatever the fuck his name Boseman. is. Boseman. Anyway, you could you could watch it. I think you just have a harder time following everything and probably end up asking a lot of questions afterwards. But it's a great experience. Um, IMAX 3D watching it was the best cinematic experience of my life. Do you regret uh, not having experienced IMAX sooner? Uh, no, because I couldn't think of a better way to, to introduce myself to it. Maybe the original Avengers. Right. But past that, uh not unless they're going to well, start putting out some classics in IMAX. Don't you want to see Ultron in 3D or IMAX thing? Yeah. Ultron was good. It's not as good as the original Avengers. That one that one's still I think my favorite Marvel film. Really? So do you think that Infinity War is better than the original Avengers? Uh it's a close second. How about Black Panther? Which is better, Infinity War or Black Panther? Infinity War. Infinity War or Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy Two? Uh Infinity War. Um, Infinity War or fuck. Or, or fuck. Any, no, Ooh, or man. any of the Thor movies. Um, Infinity War. God damn you, Infinity War or Iron Man? Any Iron Man, one, two, or three? Still Infinity War. Fuck you. Infinity War can't be that good. It's really good, man. Did you and here's cry? the thing. Here's here's the thing to take from it, man. Oh, it, it, it's Christ. it's an event that's been ten years in the making. So I've been watching these films for ten years now. It's been and, ten years. Holy fuck! Where did my life go? Yeah, and then you get this major event where everything kind of comes together. Oh, it comes together all right. Did I cry? Yes. Um, 
I did not outright cry. I was expecting to. I did not. I got uh, I got pretty misty eyed. But I think the thing that kind of held it back was I was just kind of left in shock. It was just surprising to me. So you cried I, at the end of the movie. I did not cry. I told you I got misty eyed, and then the ending happened, and and it didn't like break me down, make me cry. It was more horrifying. Like it, ju- it just shocked me. I, I couldn't really grasp it. So is the whole MCU like changed now? Absolutely. Is it changed for the better or changed for the worst? I am not going to say. God damn you! Just because we are not putting any spoilers out there. God damn it! So you're telling me I'm gonna have to wait to discuss this with you until fucking we yep. do the fucking Marvel three phase deal or whatever the fuck it is? Absolutely. God damn you, motherfucking <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, but besides that, I haven't really got to to watch a whole lot. Um, like I said, we just got the the puppy and just just a a lot of life going on. Have you shown the puppy Evil Dead yet? I have not. Have um, you shown she the puppy did... Halloween yet? No. She did watch uh, Return of the Living Dead with me, though. Aww. That was that was good. See, if, if Linnea's listening, Linnea, see, he's starting to pop out right. Actually, that was her first movie. Aww, that's so cute! <laughs> But as Mike alluded to, uh, coming up here in just a couple seconds, we have an interview with the one and only Linnea Quigley. Well, before and before that, before that, we have a Rabbit in Red rewind. Yeah, that no one gives a shit about. Then Linnea, everybody loves the rewinds. Because uh, this one is going to be when I talk about Slimer, because I finally found that clip. Oh, uh, so this is the point where people fast forward to the interview. Ah, oh, I mean, it could be. That's what I do. You fucking don't even listen to the show. What the fuck are you talking about? I sometimes do. You're, well, yeah, you'll just fast forward to Lene and reminisce what it was like to talk to her and just be like, wow. Yeah, it was a pretty good interview. I, I'm really cool. excited about it. And and as I, I, uh, I kind of said in there, and I just want to preface it again before we get going. Yes. Um, Make sure you go to Linnea's official Facebook page. Uh, all her information should be there. Um, her passion project is extra. She will talk about it in the interview. If you can, by all means, um, contribute to that. Also, contribute to the drive-in. Those guys are great, and they're trying to rebuild their marquee. And uh, also with Linnea, just drop her a line. Let her, let her know what her performance is, what she as a Scream Queen meant to you. Just... You know, pass it along, man. She let, provided us. Right. And yeah, let that's her, fine. Just cut I me was off. Gonna, yeah, of course. Well, that's what you were doing to me earlier today. So I was just going to say, no, let Linnea know that you love her because we love her and we love you. And thank you for listening. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry I cut you off. Continue. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> you fucking love me and you know it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please enjoy this interview. It is actually one of my favorite. Linnea, Linnea, Linnea is an incredible person. Um, 
probably easily top two interviews I've ever done. I love talking to her, and I'm hoping to get the chance to do it again. But everyone out there, thank you so much. Stay spooky. And I'm going to go, and I'm sure that uh, Rhodes King is going to have somebody take a Rhodes King cock in a little bit. Now, Mace be the man, want to see you doing good. I don't want to get rich, leave you in the hood. Girl, in my eyes, you the baddest. The reason why I love you, you don't like me because of my status. I don't want to see you with a carriage, living average. I want to do my thing so we be established. And I don't want you rocking the fabric. Girl, I want to give you carriage till you feel you're a rabbit. Anything in your path, want you can have. Walk through the mall, if you like it, you can grab. Total it all up and put it on my tab. And then tell your friends all the fun you had. Tell me what you want from me. Come here to Popeye. You don't like the way your Tata's looking at Shada. In the 600, ain't no smoking Shada. Come over here. Rabbit and Red Radio. Rewind. And we, we actually have some uh, news already with, uh, without, if you wanted to talk to everybody about uh, Friday's show. Yep. Um, just want to tell everybody, I hope you enjoyed all the interviews. And um, that show, um, you know, we were a little excited. We weren't. We didn't get the whole thing down with the inter- you know call-ins and this and that, so um, we basically did a nice clean edit, you know, and got rid of you know some, you know, a lot of people talking on the phone at once. So we're going to rebroadcast that show Tuesday. It's going to be a much better, cleaner, um, you know, interview session. And um, you know, if anybody wants to download that version instead, it'll be a lot cleaner and easier to listen to. So just want to let you know that. And I know uh, somebody on this show was not quite um, happy with a show edit. Oh, God. First of all, sir, I never said that I wasn't happy. I just uh, said... I remember you, you actually said, if okay. that show gets aired, I'm going to quit. <laughs> uh, first, okay. That's, 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 that's mishearing my words. I just said that... I, and I, told, I think I told you this, Vince. I said, when Howard Stern does replays of his shows, he does not edit them for the replay. I mean, and then you said sometimes he does, and yes, sometimes he does for content, but it's very rare that a Stern show is edited for replay. But remember this, Howard Stern's been doing it for 30 years. He's a total professional, and his shows flow better when he's interviewing people there in the studio. Everyone's in the studio. They all can see each other know when to jump in and this and that it's a very it's a, a real formula we don't we don't have that yet you know like we just started interviewing people so right. we shouldn't we shouldn't have it so for now we're, dude all it is is cleaning up like when you hear three people all talk at the same time and then everybody yeah. stops pauses stops pause, you know things like that that's all that's gone right yeah and you know you don't want to like uh, listen to it you know it's a uh, both are good and I, uh, I, I love the fact that uh, our own gopher here, Alex, who has gotten all the interviews, who uh, really much does all the work, and uh, went even that further and took away uh, three hours of work from me, which is much appreciated. 
Yes, that you. is very much appreciated, Alex. Thank you very much for that. E- even though, Mike, I, I do. Mike, uh, say him, sir, uh, I mean that. Say, I mean oh, that. God, this is horrible. I, can't I did not this. say uh, that at all. I did. I know. never said it was horrible. That's that's uh, stretching the truth there, sir. Just a little, little, uh, tiny little bit there. He said, "I'm really upset." Uh, I did not. Uh, I want them all. What's the ball? I, I don't say that. I know. I'm just I'm busting your balls there. You're really busting yeah. me. Yes. I, I break uh, your legs, but but God already did it. <laughs> yeah, he did. I guess you're right about that. Um. No, I, I am I am really happy that Alex you took the initiative to do it, and I'm very happy, and also in the fact that you got um, the amount of guests that you did for Friday's show. You did make it a true Friday the 13th show for us, and I'm thrilled about that. And I really hope that we can utilize your talents um, as an interviewer and as a guest getter in the future, uh, because I've kind of been going through a list of people that I would like to get for the show, so. Maybe um, at some point the three of us can actually talk about this and see how we can go about getting these people uh, for the show. And, Alex, maybe you can help me because I've been trying to tell uh, Mike here that Donald Pleasance has been dead for quite some time. <laughs> we, can't, we, we can't get him. You mean no, you know me what? We, we could. Well, wait, you, you mean know what? tell me we can't get an interview with his ashes? Um, well, we, 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 we could do something fun. Yeah, we could, we'll have a seance here on the uh, on the show, and uh, you know that that won't go to pieces. Maybe we should do that on Halloween, dude, for a Halloween show. Well, well good luck with all that. Exactly, thinking, I'm not going to be a part of that. I, I was thinking, like maybe um, go through all the Halloween movies and cut every word up, and just have them go like, "Yes, I liked playing in the Halloween movies. It was very fun." <laughs> I remember you know, one shot, and they had a... <laughs> my, I'm really glad Michael is one of my biggest fans. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hopefully Michael, not Mike. Yeah, I know. That would be so messed up, because I hate the whole Michael thing. So, I, actually, I would hate that, because I would want him to call me Mike, and obviously he can't do that, because he's dead, and I don't think he's ever uttered the word... Mike, he seems too proper of a person to to do that. Yep. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Are you terrified by real life? Us too. You like horror movies? Us too. Then join Maddie and Andrew, your co-hosts, for a new podcast that explores horror in real life and horror in the movies. And all with a fresh and fabulous gay perspective. We are a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. We're Friday the 13th. Saw a silhouette cross a fluorescent Floating overhead and doing his helmet Through the murky beams and blue-green sea light I saw him spinning towards the 
Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now is one of the great Scream Queens. Actually, she is best known as Queen of the Bees, the one and only Linnea Quigley. Wow, the crowd went wild. (laughs) Uh, Well, they definitely should because uh, it is an absolute honor to get to speak to you and, and to have you on our show here. Oh, well, thank you. It's an honor to be on your show, actually. That means someone likes me. <laughs> but no, it's an honor to be on your show. I, I think people more than like you. I, I know when the the issue of a Scream Queen comes up, so many people will bring up Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff, but as soon as the list goes past one or two, you are always on it. And I think you should be because you brought so much more to the role of a Scream Queen than than just being the damsel in distress. That's true. That's true. And I don't have a famous mother either. So it's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, I've done my share of screaming and killing and getting killed. And I just recently have been having a string of getting killed. Um, But it's really a lot of fun to be a scream queen. And so many of the people, like even Faye Ray, did not embrace it. And there's some women that are, you know, they're supposed to be scream queens, but they don't like the term. So I love it. And that's that's absolutely true. And you were one of the few that I am aware of that fully embrace it. And I, I think that that alone makes people respect and love you so much more. I think so, because if you say, you know, you do a bunch of movies and you say, like, let's say you do... Uh, Star Wars or something and then you go God I hate this you know I don't like these movies and you're almost like saying you don't like the people that like them no I I completely agree the people that that start off in horror or you know get their major break in horror and then kind of turn their back on it and poo poo it those are the people that gave you your start those are the people that loved you first yeah maybe if they don't like it learn to like it yeah you bringing you bringing that up, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, before you got started as an actress, were you a fan of the genre? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, definitely a big fan at Friday nights or Saturday nights. It was Saturday nights. was the Creature feature, and my girlfriend and I would get together 
and we'd have this cheap pizza because, you know, you <laughs> bought it at the store on cardboard and, you know, we'd eat that and then kind of between us would reenact the um, killings and things like that. And especially on Night of the Living Dead, we because my middle name's Barbara, you would do that. I'm going to get you, Barbara. You know, we'd be oh, we're laughing. Oh my God, it was <laughs> funny for us. But I did oh, scare my friends too. Yeah, oh, it is. Really? It, oh my God, you're right. It is. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, like kind of practicing it, it, for an it's... updated one. <laughs> Absolutely. So. You actually got your start as an extra, if I am correct, right? Oh my gosh, yes. I sure <laughs> did, and I would recommend it highly to everyone. Because I've tried about... And I actually brought that up... Almost every job. I actually job brought that up on purpose. On the set. Yeah? Ooh. Okay. Every job, well... Why? Yep. Well, almost. I brought it up on purpose because there was... Uh, uh, a major passion project of yours that you were trying to get going called Extras, and I remember uh, being quite interested oh, yes. in that. That's still going, believe it or not. It changed hands from... it's Jason Cullen is still, you know, the producer, but it changed hands to... Um, he handed over to Todd Sheets, who's an amazing independent filmmaker who did Bone Hill Road that I did and right now they're doing India Gogo for Clownado <laughs> which I'm going to be in <laughs> and so you know if anybody wants to go there and get some money in there it'll be a fun film I tell you because he does great stuff he does really great stuff and so they want to make sure they have all the financing in there and all that and with my extras he can also edit so it makes for an even better thing because he can edit like crazy so fast. It's amazing. And I just have to get a lot of shots like um, like going somewhere. I've got some like on a train where you see the tracks going by and things going by, but more, you know, establishing shots. Right. So that's still open for money to come in. Well, that's great to hear that your passion and, project is actually still going. I was a little curious about that. Yeah, I mean, if everybody, anybody wants to know about it, the um, official Linnea Quigley Facebook is a good place to find out about what I'm doing, where I'm going, and all that stuff. Because I, I am not really good technically. I put most of it up, but some of it I have to have someone else put up. <laughs> I know. I, I completely I, understand that. That's why. Uh, oh, that, that's that's perfectly fine. I actually understand because that's why I have uh, Mike around as the producer because uh, I, I'm good at this aspect, but the rest of it, uh, it takes me too uh, long to to muddle through it. Oh my god! Yeah, is that the only reason you have him around? Well, yeah, we could. Say oh, okay, that. we better uh, not. Well, get I into tell that. him that. Mm -hmm. I tell him that. Oh, you know. okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, you guys love each other, but you just can't be without each other with the commuter stuff. It, it does seem that way. 
<laughs> yeah, it does. So, so just being curious, um, you started off uh, as an extra. What would you really say was your first big break? Um, not being an extra. Well, of course, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was fairy tales because I actually had lines in there, not very many, but I remember writing in this diary, which I wish I'd kept them, but I wrote, I remember, I'm a star and all this stuff. I'm in a movie and, you know, because I had like a few lines. I play Sleeping Beauty, so you can imagine I don't have many lines in it, but <laughs> I thought, wow, I've made it, you know, I, I really thought I was on my way. And that was Charlie Band who did that before it became Empire and um, all the ones he's gone through. Full Moon and all that. Yeah, I uh, I honestly, I would have to say that for me, I, I would say it would be a graduation day. It would probably be, I, I think of when people think of your beginning... I, I, the average person probably would go either Graduation Day or Silent Night, Deadly Night, although there's yes, a, yes. a slew of other films in there. Yeah, there's, that's right, because uh, I a lot of times they'll go to Silent Night, Deadly Night because of the controversy and everything, and everybody then had to see it. But a lot of people, Graduation days, even though it plays on TV, sometimes it's a little sleeper of a film. Where Silent Night, Deadly Night is more, uh, people know it. Absolutely. Because they play it at Christmas. And I, what's funny <laughs> is I just did a movie called The Last Thanksgiving, so I'm getting all those holidays. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've got Easter, Valentine's Day, all those other ones to catch up with, but. <laughs> well, I but look it was forward funny to all of in, them. Um, oh, good. Okay, yeah. And I just did another one where uh, it's it was really great set, and I don't know how much I can say about it, but it's going to be an amazing film, and uh, it's a horror film, slasher film, and we'll talk when it gets closer to it coming out. I just don't want to spoil it for anyone. No, that Especially makes perfect sense. Especially the producer and director. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, I completely yeah. get that. Uh, no one wants a spoiler here. No, no. <laughs> I hate that when somebody tells so, me a story about a movie and then they just like you know, tell me the whole thing. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, they just give away the entire surprise ending and all of it. Yeah, like, oh, they die, and then, you know, I'm like, no, I don't want to know that. Yeah, you went too far there. Just back it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my agent here does that all the time. I'm like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, I think of probably like most people when Linnea Quigley comes up, it, it is usually 
in connection with Return of the Living Dead. And I'm sure you're probably tired of talking yes. about it, but <laughs> I just think it's such an iconic role no. for Norris that I, I would feel remiss not to discuss it. I love that movie. There's, that's one that a lot's going on during it, and there's a lot of great actors in it, and there's a lot of good dialogue, and Dan O'Bannon directed it and fought for it, and it just was like in in the stars, I guess, that it came out as good, and the soundtrack they selected, too. It just all came together. And it doesn't Absolutely. seem to age much. So that's no, what's actually, weird about it. No, actually, I just watched it. it recently. Oh, good. They're doing yeah, a one in Florida really... from Popcorn Frights on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, at 10 o'clock. So if anybody's oh, in the Florida time. area, in Fort Lauderdale, yeah, it'll be like at 10 o'clock. Now, actually, just discussing that one a little bit, uh, I, I just have to, A, give you credit for your performance because as trash, you kind of bring this meta approach to it, I feel, and then your performance is honestly a little heartbreaking because... It seems like everything goes wrong for Trash, and, and then yeah. <laughs> your death scene happens. <laughs> I know. And that, that scene's horrifying. <laughs> it was horrifying for me to know, because I know about extras, and they all want to be in front of the camera and be the first one there and be seen. That I was, like, in that, running in that mud and rain and all that water and I was like oh my god this could be really bad because they're all going to rush me and I'm like it might <laughs> hurt me but it's like I was really actually a little bit scared and I didn't know yeah, you know what they were going to do oh good it's very questioning like and what then... are they going to do <laughs> but then Later on in that movie, you are one of the living dead, and your performance is actually quite horrifying. I mean, you do an excellent job embodying that monster. Oh, good. See, I can't look at it like anyone else can, because so, I know it and everything, but thank you. Oh, absolutely, and that's that's why I really wanted to touch upon that one as an iconic role because we see the average trash go to the tragic to the scary, and just that range that you showed there, it's, it's such a great role for you. Thank you. I was lucky to get it because um, they had had financing and it fell through and they would already cast a trash, or legs, what it was called in the script, and the girl got pregnant, and then she couldn't do it. So Stanzi Stokes, the casting director from Silent Night, Deadly Night, had me come in and some other girls to read. And then I read for them, and then they had me read, the, of course, the do you ever fantasize line and have to... <laughs> 
roll around and dance and stuff. And before before the producer and Dan O'Bannon, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, I was a little scared <laughs> because I'd gotten a lot of, like, kind of good girl parts, and those were so boring. I wanted something different. You never remember the good girl. <laughs> and that's actually true. I, I, I think the performance that you gave us trash is... is what really cemented you and the the hearts of fans everywhere see that's amazing we just thought oh we're doing a horror film and nobody will pay any attention and we'll just do the best we can and you know you never know but we really thought it would just not go anywhere uh, see that that's surprising to me because when you you think of uh, zombie films for me, it's you know the the classic Romero Night Day Dawn, but then it's it's Return of the Living Dead has to be right there in that same conversation. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's true. There's the and there's that fast zombie, slow zombie thing where some people like them slow, some people like them fast. Yeah, and that's another thing that Return did is they invented the fast zombies and they, they really started to bring uh, meta knowledge into the horror genre as well. So it was so far ahead of its time. Yeah, you're right. And they made sense of why they have to do the brain because they hadn't established that the brain kills them in any of the other movies that I know of. Um, and that... They were like, it was like a drug to them that was like addicting. You know, because if they didn't have it, it was a lot of pain. Right. So I like that. Right. That, that's, a, that's a great part. And another part that people associate with zombies is, you know, they, they, they crave the brains. And once again, from Return of the Living yeah. Dead. That's true. That's true. So it's it's weird to see like um, these different like zombies are so big for the last three years. It's like it's great, you know, because they have. I don't know if you oh. like any of these shows, The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, I think. Oh, um, oh, what's that one on TV called? Well, they're all on TV, but um, <laughs> Nation Z. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, I've seen they all of them. They go pretty far yeah. with it. Yeah. Me too. I like them. I, I actually am a fan of The Walking Dead. I really like it. It's, but I didn't it's at an first. Interesting, it took me a while. It, it's slow going, and that's what's interesting about it, is it's more focused on the characters than the zombie horror mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah, you're right. It is. You, like not liking them, but also kind of liking them, like the Negan character and um, just everyone, actually. I was a little disappointed at the end of the season, but, you know, what can you do? The, you can't top the one that, that um, Negan had the bat and it ends there for the season. Yeah, that that's a cliffhanger that they're never going to talk. Oh, no, no. That was just like, oh, my God. 
That was crazy. And I remember well, a, being a in bit Canada. Ago. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say a little bit ago, you mentioned uh, the good girl roles, and it just reminded me uh, of your one film where you, you kind of subvert that. You, you turn it on its head where you're not the good girl, but you're playing the good girl survivor aspect in the film with uh, uh, sorority babes and the the, <laughs> the slime ball Rama. <laughs> Bowl. I took me forever to learn that name too. I was like, it's the slime bowl, bowlorama, or, or it's a bowl of something. But I love that part because David Dakota let me pick which part I wanted. And like, of course, I chose that one, and I just had a blast doing it. Yeah, you know, because I, oh, I it's a- got to be the tough girl, not just you know a chick. Yeah, and, and that's that's what's what's and so survive. awesome about that one, and exactly. <laughs> and also, what's the other thing? I'm sorry. What was that? In it that, what's the other thing about it that I don't do? Oh, there's no nudity. Take in my it. clothes off. Yeah, I don't take the clothes <laughs> off. Right. I know. I was like. Oh, my God, you know, because that was the formula, you know, for I think it still is in a lot of ways, of you know, blood, boobs and and um, oh, what is it? Blood, boobs. And what is it now? What's it? Blood and brains or something. Yeah, I think that's it. The three B's. Yeah, I, I always just said right. blood, boobs and butts, but. <laughs> oh, OK. I guess, that could be it, too. I guess you can see what I'm interested in. <laughs> Obviously. Yes, every part. Well, Playboy did a thing where, depending on which body part you liked of a woman, um, was your intelligence level. I, I don't know if it's true or not, though. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It was like people who went for the breasts were usually more laborers. And then the ones that went for the butt were more like attorneys, doctors, stuff like that. Well, that's really interesting, actually. It, I thought it was. I'm like, I remember that all this time. And then in Playboy, they voted me number one Scream Queen, which was pretty cool. Or sexiest you can't or whatever. And that. I'm like, yes, I can, because I don't think of myself <laughs> as sexy. Oh my God, Linnea! Uh, that is one what? point that I will argue with you on. Well, thank you. That makes me feel good. But I don't go around thinking, "Oh, I'm a sex symbol," or I mean, I'm just—I won't even watch myself on screen. I—it's really hard to uh, see. But now a I have lot of male actors like to watch themselves, huh? I said, now I have to flatter you if you having said that. Okay. You're right. It, it boggles my mind that you actually say that because with me, anytime that you are brought up in a conversation about anything, it's not necessarily that we have to discuss your nudity or anything like that. It's that I think 
every time that me and another male, straight male, I should say, have a conversation around horror films and you come up, it's just this kind of known thing between us that you're kind of the first woman that we fell in love with on cinema. Oh, that is so nice. That is so nice. I really like that. It's true. And, wow. and there's so many there's so many out there that that is absolutely true for. Oh, that's really really nice. I you know cuz I can't think of it that way. I it just you know like when people say, "Oh, uh, you know, you were in Playboy or this and that." And they're like, "Uh, I know what people are doing with that picture." And I'm like, "Don't you think that? No, they're not." You know, I'm just like very I don't think that way. I think they just want a picture. <laughs> but I don't think it's, um, you know, for that. I've only gotten well, one I, I rude can... comment. So I'm lucky. Oh, you, you are lucky because people people are not nice when it comes to stuff like that but there's just oh no so many people out there that just fell in love with you through your performances and everything like that there's there's no way that i would ever consider you unattractive in any way shape or form oh well thank you now my ego gets a little boost today yes (laughs) (laughs) thank you well, Linnea, just So do you guys quick, like zombies? Uh, oh, okay, yes. Who tell me. does not? You're right. Who does not love zombies? Idiots. <laughs> well, I, I just have to say, I do believe if uh, things work out, I will be meeting you in person uh, this fall for the Syracuse... Uh, Zombie Fest or Living Dead Fest. I can't remember what its current title is. And that's in August? Oh, I I believe it is in the fall you are scheduled to appear. Okay, I I think it is. I'm I'm trying to see. (laughs) I'm going to see myself. I'm like, when am I going to meet this guy? Okay. Okay. Um... I'm in 2017. Oops. Uh, that's what happens. I think there's something... Because what area are you in? Or can you uh, um, say? Well, we are we are out of Pennsylvania, but uh, I, I, I attend a, a Fright Fest uh, up in Syracuse, New York, and uh, they were advertising... I was just up there a month ago, and they were advertising a... Uh, uh, a zombie special in the fall. I can't remember. I oh. want to say it's in September. And, I know, I'm uh, looking here. You were, you were advertised for it. Oh, good. Oh, I think so. Yes, I think you're right. You are so right. I can't, like, I can't wait to that is going to happen. That's going to be so cool. September 15th. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Thank you, Michael. Yeah, September 13th. Uh, Thank you. The 15th, I think. It's a Saturday. 
Yeah, that's 2018. Okay, I did get the date. Yeah. There we go. Okay, the, yeah. So it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. See, this is why that I keep them Yeah, I've got something now. Yeah, really. <laughs> so do you do a lot of appearances? Because I try and attend as much as I can really around the East Coast area, and I sadly have not, how, however possible, I have not yet met you. Oh, no. Um, well, I yesterday, or yesterday, last year was crazy. This year, it's starting off slower on the appearances, but I've been doing a lot of film festivals, and um, the conventions start for me now in two weeks. So, but I've been doing a lot more filming this year and uh, doing the film festivals than I have. Very nice. Like the year before, I was I was doing. I got to go to Germany. I got to go to Paris. I got to go to England the year before, and I get to go to London this year. So I'm really happy about that. I love London. That's excellent. Uh, I'm glad you get to travel so much. Um, I love it. You, you mentioned you're, you, you get addicted to it. Oh, of course. I mean the. It's a, a break from the norm, and you really get to experience a new culture and just kind of be a different yes. person for a little bit, almost. Yeah, and then when you you get done, you don't have sand in your bed from the dogs. It's like a nice, fresh sheet. <laughs> well, you you mentioned your dog, so let's actually bring it up now. Um, not only are you a world-renowned scream queen? Not only have you been in a rock band, but you also are heavily wow. active in uh, animal rescues. Yes. Like all the animal rights, I'm vegan. Somebody says you're supposed to say vegan, but I say vegan. I don't know. Um, I rescue a lot of dogs. I've rescued cats. Uh, I've kind of done it all my life. When I was a kid, I'd bring back dogs or frogs or whatever to the house, cats. But I've always been, I think, an animal rights person because I remember when I was in, um, I think it was yeah, grade school, they were signing a petition because this dog of Isla had bit someone like or nipped at someone. And so they wanted to like kill it. So I remember having a petition going around the school and boy, the principal was mad. He like called <laughs> me into the office and everything. And I'm just like, you know, whatever, you know, uh, this petition's going out. <laughs> so it was like, that's where I really make my stand on, on that. And that's that's really great to hear. I am a huge supporter of animal rights as well. Um, me and my fiance, we we try and rescue cats, and we just recently got a dog. So yeah, I'm also a big supporter of that. Oh, that is so great. I love that. I love that when people are because I remember I'd have win a date with Linnea at the animal shelter, and we would go to the kill shelter and. 
um, I'd pick people that were, you know, going to take care of the pets or I, companions, excuse me. But then we would, um, we would like go to the shelter, like four of us or something, and they would get a cat or a dog and I paid for it. And it was just so funny because these guys would be standing in line waiting to get their animal and they would be talking about, oh, I don't, there wasn't enough blood in the Texas Chainsaw 2. And you know, they'd be talking <laughs> about these things and they're like, oh, if there's any animals hurting it, I'm not going to watch it. And they were just so funny because they really are into animal rights. But horror people are amazing with animal rights. Well, I, I agree. I, I think it really kind of comes down to the fact that uh, people that are really into the horror genre kind of use it as an escape, and you can kind of separate yourself from human-on-human violence or monster-on-human violence, but when it, it comes to animal violence, it just kind of breaks that, that facade a little bit, and it, it becomes a little too real for people. Yeah. Yes, it really does. It really does. It's like, I can't watch a movie where they hurt an animal or even fake it. It just, like, John Wick really bothered me. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to see this movie. I, I And I know a lot of people I, are I, like uh, that. I freely admit with that John Wick, I, 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 I had to fight back the tears there in the beginning. Oh, I know. You're like, why does it have to do this, you know? Yeah, you that know, was a rough one. Um, yeah, that was really rough. You know, or like even those Benji movies I'll be like crying at. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's good, happy crying and, you know, but like I remember when the second Benji had a girlfriend and then they were kicking her and stuff and you could hear her. I was like, oh, God, you know, and then you find out she's OK. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to change it to a little bit happier subject, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your uh, your band, The Skirts. Oh, well, the band, The Skirts, we played around L.A. and recorded there a lot. And it was Haiti who became my friend, you know, was always the bass player. We had the, you know, explosive drummer who just, you know, got zapped away all the time because the drummers are like that and you can't say they aren't <laughs> and um, they are they are It's so, and they never have a car I always have to go pick <laughs> up the drummer it's like it's like they never have cars they'll have maybe a motorcycle or something which will not fit a drum kit in and <laughs> uh, we got to play with um, out in Florida here we got to play with Joey Image a couple times from the Misfits, and he's an amazing drummer. I mean, he we didn't get practice or anything, so we were a little off, you know. Um, but he just he was feeling so sick the one night, and he just did it. And then Strangeway Dis did a colored vinyl of mine for this chainsaw made for cutting, and then I'm hoping. They do one for the song that's in Nightmare Sisters that I wrote and played on, which is um, Santa Monica Boulevard Boy. 
Yeah, I've actually uh, been able to find a couple of these songs on YouTube, and they're actually quite good. And I don't mean that insultingly. It's just having never heard of the band and then being able to actually find the songs. Yeah, it's really entertaining. Oh, well, thank you. That that means a lot to me because, you know, we just loved what we did. And and I'd, I started playing guitar when I came to L.A. And then I just, like, I don't know how I did it, but I just would go and audition for bands without much, you know, uh, knowing about it. <laughs> so I would, like, just push myself to go, and then I'd get into bands and stuff like that. And I had a blast. We actually rehearsed over, this is before the skirts, over at um, this girl's house that was letting, because um, Nikki Sticks lived there, um, Motley Crue, before they became Motley Crue, the name stuck, but all the members were there. And I, he used to cut my hair for me. Really? Yeah. So that was kind of interesting little detail. One time I got locked in my apartment and they came over and got me out. I don't know how it happened to get locked in your apartment. You know, I was only like 20 <laughs> or 19 or something. And I'm like, I, I felt really foolish calling them, but I'm like, I can't get out of my apartment. <laughs> but I remember the girl that was with him was so jealous. Oh my God. She was really bad. But I remember Mickey Mars showed me some stuff on the guitar, and he was like a sweetheart. See, now it makes sense. You were you were getting lessons from Montley Crew, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, really. That's a good way to put it. Oh, yeah, I got my hair <laughs> cut by one of them, and then, then the other one, like, taught me more guitar stuff, and, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Tommy ever, though. I shouldn't say that, but he came with a Corvette, and anybody that drives a Corvette, I don't trust. <laughs> you guys now, why is have that? a Corvette? Well, I just think there's a stigma attached to it, and it's usually a person, like they say, it's a penile-type thing. Like, they're trying to make up for something and more manly or you know, having something like that. So, I don't know. I just think they're weird. Fair enough. And and no, I do not have a Corvette. I have yeah. a Dodge Charger. Good. Okay, I like that. That's a manly <laughs> car. Thank you. And those are cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we let you go, Linnea, I'm just curious, um... What films do you have coming out that people should really be looking forward to? Well, if they haven't yet, get Bone Hill Road. And that's a really good film by Todd Sheets. And I'm trying to think. Okay. One, The Last Thanksgiving. And then the next white one is like, I can't remember. It's Twilight Camp or Camp Twilight. But that'll be about mm, eight months. Okay. But it's going to be really good. It's going to be really, really good. It's got Vernon Wells in it, too. And he's good. 
And then people should also be keeping their eyes open for extras whenever that comes oh my out, God, hopefully yes. within the next year or so. I I hope so. After Clownado is done with, um, he's going to concentrate on getting this thing edited, and I'm going to get some more footage and stuff like that. But, yeah, anybody that can make, you know, they get a producer's credit and a picture and all that stuff, you know, by uh, getting a producer's credit, you get to be on the, at the end. And it's just a really fun thing that I've always been fascinated about and had to ask people about. It's amazing <laughs> what people will say and do. And it's just weird. So if you like weird, give to extras so you can get weirder. <laughs> And everyone should go to Linnea's official Facebook page where they can find all the information on all of this and much more. And please, people, take the time, send her a little message, and let her know just how much she means to you. Aw, that's, that's really nice. Thank you. I needed that. Anytime. Anytime. I would okay. love to continue this conversation at some point when one of these, uh, when extras or anything else comes out, because uh, yes, uh, this is one of my favorite interviews. I have to admit. Really? Oh my god, that yeah. that's great. I had fun <laughs> on this one too. I really did. Or else I'd be like, um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, like some people do. Yeah, and then I did. I did this movie, and it was okay. Yeah. Oh, I hate those horror <laughs> movies. I don't like them, but they're paying some bills, you know. Yeah, my rent was due, so, so I took that part. Exactly. What you don't want to hear. <laughs> you don't want to hear uh, that. But No, no one wants to hear that, and... I wasn't lying. It is such an honor to actually get to speak to you. Well, it's an honor to speak to you guys. And you take care of your pups. And I'll oh, keep running and taking care of mine and, you know, <laughs> getting food for them and doing movies and all that stuff. Well, and, they, and appearances, until too. The next time. Appearances, too. Yes. Absolutely, and I look forward to hopefully meeting you as long as I actually can get the time off. I know. It sounds crazy. That's the hard part. you got to work twice as yeah. hard now than you did in the 80s or, <laughs> you know, 90s even. It's like, and have two jobs, and then maybe you can pay your bills. Yeah, fortunately for myself, I, I managed to get a, a state job, so I, I'm, I'm able oh. to make it by fairly Oh, that's great. What do you do for the state? Uh, I actually work at um, one of Pennsylvania's state-run uh, mental hospitals. Oh, my God. That's why you're so crazy, huh? <laughs> Apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, my dad had a off, sanitarium though. he ran. Yeah, so the apple really? doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was called Clearview, yeah. and they tried natural type, you know, um, healing methods instead of just, you know, they wouldn't give electric shock or anything. It wasn't like the Snake Pit, that movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. I will. Have either of uh, you seen it? I'm not sure if I have seen that one. Oh, my God, you'd remember. It's like an old black and white film, and it's about, like, what exactly, like, what the institutes used to be back in the I think they made it the 30s and it's it's a really okay. good film so try to see it I will I will search that one out for you you won't be disappointed yeah. I don't think well I, I highly doubt good. it <laughs> I found it it looks good I have to get it well yeah get it great. Watch it, Mikey. that's great that one and the bad seed, the original one, and whatever happened to Baby Jane. That one's creepy. Oh, though, no, that is. I love that one and the yes. bad seed. Really, really good. I do too. Yes, those are like ones you can't remake because it wouldn't work. Oh, I agree. I know they no. tried to remake the bad seed, yeah. but that re. Uh, oh no! They should have never done it. It was horrible. No. Was it really? Yeah, it was yeah, like a made-for-TV like so thing. It was, it was bad. Bad. Oh, no. I hate to hear that. Well, are the remakes ever really as good? Were the what? Oh, I was just saying, are, are remakes ever really as good? No. No. <laughs> the only one... That was kind of still good was Piranha Two. I kind of like that one, mm-hmm. but everything else is ugh, yuck. See, so I find that funny you said that. Good. I find that funny you say that because you were actually in the the uh, Demon Knight remake. Oh yeah, you're right. I never made it through <laughs> the, all of it actually, but I heard it wasn't that great. It doesn't hold a candle I don't to know. yours. Well, you can't. You give away everything in the first one, in the the just you know what it's about and what happens, and then you know they want to make it more dramatic, and then it doesn't work, and everybody's looking for something, and it just doesn't work usually. I, I think that's but, part yeah, of the problem. The remake. <laughs> Well, I, I think that's the problem is so many people want to remake these 80s horror films and then they want to mm-hmm. add the modern sensibility. But the problem is is what made them so great in the 80s was that carefree, fun, free spirit that they had. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, because it's like, what about the psycho that they did shot for shot and they tried to up... <laughs> You know, Alfred Hitchcock, who's like the best. <laughs> yeah, that one should have never been made. I agree. No, no. That, that was, was like horrible. a mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> I know. But Linnea, like I said, it's a true honor. Um, you actually have made my entire week for me. And uh, until the next time, I, I hope you have a fantastic time. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. And it made my day and night and probably tomorrow really worth it (laughs) the next week and the next week and you know (laughs) 
But I will see you guys and take care. Stay away from zombies. Get ready for the apocalypse. And just stay weird. Absolutely. You do the same. Okay. And don't hurt animals. Never. Never. Okay. Good.
That was horrible. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.